Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. Hey, Welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring. I'm Kate Reeves. And I'm Gemma Pina. Oh, you, you said do one normal one. I was about to do it. What were you going to do? And along with my co-host, Gemma Pina. There, there we go. go. We got there, guys. We got there. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. TGIF. Weekend incoming. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was confused. You all right, girlfriend? I'm very tired. It's end of the week. Aren't we all feeling this way? Yeah. I'm cooked and I'm done by Friday. End of the week, middle of the year. Middle of the year? Yeah, no, like middle that. of the year was June, July, right? Well, you know, like middle section. We're third quarter of the year. Okay. Anyway, someone has called the Bestie Hotline with a dilemma, and we're going to juice that shit and turn it into some delicious dilemonade. Hey, the whole one kid energy thing. I have one kid. I've chosen to have one kid. You know, postnatal depression, price fucking cost to live, all the sorts of things. But the amount of shit we cop for choosing to have one child is fucking ridiculous. Like, you think we'd be progressive, you think we'd be, like, open-minded and um, kind and all the things, but the amount of shit that I cop personally, that my daughter cops from anyone and everyone, strangers, why don't you have a sibling, you know, she's so underprivileged, she's going to be so lonely, all the things, you know. I'm so sick of this stigma that is, like, surrounding the whole one-kid energy thing, and I'm just fucking sick of it. Also, like, the world is kind of ending and dying, and, like, raising ten babies in this world that we're currently growing up in just doesn't sound fucking appealing. But I'm just really sick of it. I've also started saying to people when they're like, you should have another one, I've started replying with, I'll tell you next time I have sex, because we're practicing, yeah? And you tell me when you have sex too. (laughs) I love that. Like, P.S. the world is ending, so... (laughs) I love that, DL. She's not wrong. She's my vibe. The world is ending. It is. Oh, so much to unpack. So much. First of all, it's interesting, isn't it, how we are still tied to the ideals behind the nuclear mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. where there is an expectation that, well, you've had one kid. Well, obviously you want a second. I'll admit, I do find it refreshing when I meet someone who's like, no, I'm one and I'm done. Yeah, And they're really and comfortable with yeah. it and they own it. I know a couple of people who are that way inclined. And obviously, because I know that, I'm very on board with it. I know not to ask them, but I can imagine mm-hmm. that from every everyone else they would just get it from all angles it's just relentless isn't it it's like when you meet somebody like do you guys want kids when are you gonna have kids when oh, first of all it's when are you gonna get married when are you get married when are you gonna have kids then you have one kid it's like when are you gonna have another kid and it's like are you done and it's like it never ends the intrusive questions yes now this is a personality thing because I don't mind intrusive questions because I find that kind of chat interesting like if mm. I'm at a barbecue with girlfriends or whatever like those chats come up and People are curious about other people's lives. We're always trying to get a gauge on our choices via other people's choices. It's interesting to compare and contrast lifestyles with those kind of things. I think it's how you get into those conversations that matters. Because what I think is ticking her off is the intrusive assumption that of course you'd want more than one. Of course you would want more kids. Like, wouldn't the better way into that convo be, are you guys done with one or do you want more? Like a question? Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I dated a guy earlier this year who had one kid and I was like, this is a life hack. Totally. Because he's had the experience. He's a parent. He hasn't missed out on that journey of life, but it's just easier. 
Like, of course it's easier. But our expectations are constantly shifting. It's mm-hmm. like how people who have two look at people with three and go, how do you yeah. do that? But then I've got friends who have three who then say, I look at people with four or five and I'm like, how do you do it? Oh my God. So it's all relative to what you know and what you have. Mm. The idea that every kid needs a sibling. So that's where it's coming from, I guess. That's the root of people's philosophy. Look, I'll be honest. Didn't have great pregnancies. Yeah. Shitful pregnancies. Shitful pregnancies. Had a terrible birth with Iggy. It was enough to make me change from wanting three to two. Mm-hmm. And now in my head, I justify why two's great all the time. I'm like, oh, from an economic standpoint, it's much more manageable. Yep. Living in Sydney, blah, blah. Like, you know, echo chamber stuff where yep. you feed into yourself what you want to consume to justify all your life choices. Let me go on a confirmation bias search. Exactly. And I'll admit firsthand that I had Iggy for Rafa. Yeah. I really did. Like, genuinely, I was like, oh, she needs a sibling. So I definitely fell into that cliche of being like, oh, I definitely want more than one. But actually, my pregnancy was so horrendous Mm. that if it was the norm to have one, I would wonder if I would have had a second. Yeah. But there's that societal pressure where I definitely knew that if I just had one, people would be badgering me, asking about when I was going to pop out my second. Mm. It's funny how you said that you don't mind intrusive questions, but I wonder if that's because you're not triggered by them. Yes. Because I can liken this scenario of the one kid energy, why you're only having one, you should be having more, blah, 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 to people who have two of the same gender Mm. and the same pressure of like, do you want a girl next or do you want a boy next? Yes. I know a lot of friends who have had two of the same and there's this pressure that of Obviously, you must want the opposite gender because you bagged two of the same. Mm. And I know that for my friends who have had two boys, a lot of people externally assume that, well, of course, you must want a girl. And they take it really personally. Like, well, what's wrong with my sons? What's wrong with already having two boys? What's wrong if I have a third? Are you going to love my kid less if I pop it out and it is a boy? Do you think I'm going to be disappointed? Mm. Why are you setting me up for disappointment before I've even entertained the thoughts of disappointment? Yeah. Do you think it would feel as hard if it was a question? Or do you think it's just the I, the concept? Like if someone said to you, do you want more? Do you want to go again? Do you care what you had? Did you ever have gender disappointment? Is that an okay thing to have in a discussion? I think a question mm. is always a better way of approaching. If someone came up to me and said, oh, are you two and done? Or yeah. do you want more? I would prefer that than when are you having your next baby? Absolutely. Because that feels really presumptuous. And intrusive. Yeah. And like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, what, what if do I, I don't, owe you an answer? Yeah. What, what if I don't want three? Yeah. Or what if I did, but I can't Or what anymore? if I just lost a baby? Or yeah. what if my husband wants one, but I don't? And it's a source of tension in our lives. I feel sorry. I know we're always shitting on the boomers, but the boomers seem to be so comfortable. Don't they? Just asking those questions. Or not asking. Just lathering their opinions on you. Yeah. Often they're rhetorical questions. They don't even elicit a response. So you'll be having a third. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Because I, we've both been through infertility. If um, new listeners might not know this, but Gem and I have both had infertility issues in the past with our first children. But I was really young when I was going through that and none of my friends had kids. It was very different to your experience where everyone was kind of on that journey already and you were trying to play catch-ups. No one even knew that I was trying to conceive except my close people. So it was never a thing. People weren't asking me constantly, when are you going to have a baby? Do you want to have kids? It, it didn't come up. That's interesting. So it was quite a private experience, yeah. which I'm grateful for yeah that is definitely a gift because I wasn't like constantly triggered by that but you would have had that when you guys were freshly married oh definitely and 
I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I was playing catch-ups. You know, I always use the analogy of being on the starting blocks of a swimming pool and everyone swam the race and finish and I can't dive in because I can't even get a start on pregnancy. The hardest thing was then all of my friends having their kids turn one. Mm. And I was like, oh, and I'm still not pregnant. Like it was just every milestone became harder and harder so there's definitely that pressure around your collective group and Mm. what's happening around there you were definitely in a sweet spot where no one was doing it anyway yeah so I wasn't missing out on anything yeah exactly so that's really interesting Mm. but let's talk about only children yeah because I know some gangster only kids from my experience of what I've observed I have no personal experience but from the people I know Because they grow up around adults, Mm. because, as you said, having one kid is a hack, Mm -hmm. it's easier. There is a sense of the parents kind of take them everywhere with them Mm -hmm. because it's one kid. They They can can. come to a dinner party, just give them a book or an iPad or whatever. They're much more independent, Mm -hmm. I find, and more mature. Yeah, they can hang. Yeah, they can hang. Yeah, yeah, they can. I've got a really good girlfriend who's got one kid, and she says the tension for her is sharing and that's just as they get older as well not just like as a toddler sharing. what do you mean oh they're not good at sharing well they're just not used to someone like in their space mm. having to share their parents having to share their toys having to share their room having to share like having to negotiate mm. because when you're a one kid you can imagine it's like when you just have your first kid the energy is very much like whatever you want totally so you don't have to negotiate so yeah, they you, get their own room and it's from like, day dot they get their own room it's like hey we're gonna, let's watch a movie what do you want to watch there's no like I want to watch Monsters Inc I want to watch Frozen it's not like that it's well, well let's pick one we both want it's none of that mm. that's not in their everyday life so that would be a tension right so then when you've got sleepovers or family gatherings or barbecues or whatever that's harder for them mm. but like everyone has their shit every kid has their challenges You know, not to say one's better than the other. It's just a different thing they need to experience. Something you just reminded me of just then is that I had a parent-teacher interview for Iggy Bear. Oh. For my little two-year-old boy. And I was like, oh, this feels very formal, but I'm down for it. And they said a lot of lovely things about him. A lot of things that surprised the heck out of me. Revs, if I tell you this, I know it'll surprise you. They said he's the loudest. What? Yeah. Ignatius. Your your son? My son. The loudest? The loudest in the group. What's wrong with the other kids? And, like <laughs> Mr. Personality? I n- no, but this is what I realise. He cannot flourish in who he truly oh. is at home. Because of Rafa. Because of Rafa. <laughs> because she dominates every conversation, every game, every yeah. attention-seeking moment, every dance. Like, she rules the roost yeah and so he falls into line Mm -hmm. at home oh my god but at daycare he's rafa he is the rafa in the group holy shit it blew my mind and then of course they went on to say look the areas that we are working on most with him is sharing Mm -hmm. iggy really struggles with sharing Mm -hmm. and i said well that's because anything that he touches at home rafa snatches grabs takes unapologetically yep. out of his hands he's got like a prison vibe where he's like i've got this i gotta keep it gotta shank it put it away up my butt steal it away <laughs> hide it this is for me she can't get it here <laughs> so you're not wrong <laughs> and they said that's very normal behavior then they okay. said he's just mirroring yep. what he witnesses at home yep. at daycare and yeah. i found it so fascinating yeah interesting only children never have to navigate that stuff so it's like really full on for them when they go out into those 
negotiation spaces. Yes, but they do get that experience yeah, by attending kindy, kindy or yeah. school eventually. Like yeah. they're not going to go into the world not ever knowing how to share because they you life life comes at you. My cousin is an only child and she's resentful of it. Is she? Yeah, and she. Okay, that's interesting. She's like, I never got a sibling. I don't have that special relationship. The girl has a million special relationships in her life. She's got lots of really close friends. She's really close to me and my sister. We call her our third sister. She's like, that's nice of you, but I'm not. Oh, bless. (laughs) Like, it's a resentment for her that she never got a sibling. Can I ask why? Her parents were one and done. Okay. You know? Uh, Out of choice. I just asked because it does naturally raise the question, could you not have more? Yeah. you just choose to have one? From what I understand, they were the kind of parents who were like, we don't want this to change our lives. We've got one kid. We've had the experience. But like... We don't want to have a brood. We don't want to be like ferreting a bunch of kids around all the time. We love our life and we want it to kind of stay the same. And this kid can just slot in, Mm. which is a fair choice to make. Yeah. As a society, we don't like selfish choices. We don't. And I think what's saying you'll be having more kids is saying is like, you'll be selfless. You'll be selfless. You'll Mm. be doing everything in your life for that child. So it is okay and perfectly fine to make choices for yourself. Absolutely. Because they're good choices for you. We always say this on here. Good choices for you are good choices for your kids. Happy parent, happy kid. Happy family unit, everyone's doing good. Yes. Stressed, overcompensating, pulled in a million directions, not happy with your choices. Not good for your four kids. Mm -hmm. Conversely. Yes. People have multiple kids in our generation. Mm-hmm. I reckon they cop judgment in the opposite way. Oh, like over three. Where it's like, whoa, four kids. Yeah. Wow, that must cost you a bomb. Oh, oh carbon footprint. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They must be fielding those comments constantly. Mm. And I'll admit, when I meet someone who's like, I've got four, like my eyes pop out yeah. of my head a bit. I go, whoa, I, I can't control it. I, I try to be like, Jim, play it cool. But I'm like, holy shit. And then the next cliche sentence that comes out of my mouth is, how do you do it? And I hear myself say that cliche and I'm like, Jem, stop talking. No, but we should take an interest in each other's lives, right? Yes. I think twin parents get this all the time. Like, oh my God, you have twins. How was that? Isn't that funny? Because twin parents, I think from the moment they conceive twins, know the novelty factor of their situation. And it makes them inherently interesting. Yeah. And we like to be interesting, don't we? Yeah. So let's find people who choose to be one and done. Yes. Interesting. I think it's really interesting. And then ask them more about what is it in your life that you really are holding on to that you don't want to give up. <laughs> Talk <laughs> dirty to me. Yeah. What is your life like? Look, my ex wanted one. He was happy to just have Isla and be done. And I was like, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> I want more. I want more. But I had good pregnancies. Yeah. Isla was not an easy baby, as mm. we talked about. But like, I actually don't even think I made the choice. I always just assumed I would have to. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I definitely assumed I'd have a few. I don't know if this is is a possible thought experiment because we know our children and we love them and, of course, you'd never change anything, right? But if you went back to the start, do you think you could ever do just one? Ooh. Like, try and take the fact that it's Iggy out of it. Okay. Um, Life was simpler. Yep. It really was. Yep. I mean, if I imagine life now, it's really weird to do this. But, like, you know, because she's four. Yeah. It's a much easier age. Mm -hmm things would be a lot easier financially. Yes. But I think the vision that everyone holds on to 
that I know a lot of people have said to me who go for the third mm-hmm. is they go, I just imagine when they're adults yeah. and they come over for dinner and they bring their the partners, partners and, yeah. it's this, and it's a, a Nancy movie of noise. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I just go, yeah, but that's assuming that everything's hunky-dory assuming everyone's every well and everyone gets on and everyone's yeah. mental health is in order and everyone you know has a fully functioning blossoming adult life which yeah. is a lot of assumption it is yeah but i guess you know we go into these things with absolute best case in mind don't Absolutely. we mm. i think she needs a short sharp repartee to spit back at people when i don't know i kind of liked her like we're practicing line i thought that yeah, was quite yeah. funny that line is like basically saying stop being intrusive hunji p yeah which is like she feels the need to defend herself yeah yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with having a little bit of tone to how you respond yeah. you can school that person yeah i'm all for that yeah but i reckon being like we're one and done Thanks for your curiosity. Yeah. I'll never forget, because I used to ask people all the time, when are you having babies? When are you having babies? Because I was obsessed with it Mm -hmm. because I was obsessed with it for myself. Yeah. But I didn't realize that I was then also projecting Mm. that onto other people who were just married. I was like, when are you going to have kids? Until I got hit with a response from someone saying, we've been trying for two years, but we haven't been able to, and now we're doing IVF. And she said it in such a Mm. deadpan way that I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like I, I hit a sore point. Yeah. And I realized from that moment, Jem, just don't ask. Yeah. It's not your business. Let people volunteer mm-hmm. their story mm-hmm. if they want to. Maybe this is an opportunity to remind everyone to just not layer your opinions mm. onto other people. Yeah. Remain curious. Yeah. Ask questions. Ask questions. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Fuck those. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and that DL, she's got a cool vibe about her. I like her. Yeah. I like her sass. I like her rage. Yes, bring it on. Your rage is always welcome here, DLs. If you have a dilemma that you want to turn into a dilemmonade and you want to jump on Whinge FM with us and whinge away, jump on Insta, slide into our DMs, drop us a voice note. DLs, I know some of you send us written stories. Yeah, it won't work. It's an well, audio platform. It's an audio platform. And yes, you could argue, <laughs> but you could read it out. But no, we want to hear from someone else. The people want to hear from someone else. Revs and I talk endlessly. Everyone's sick of our voices. They want to hear new, <laughs> fresh voices. We will keep you anonymous. And do you know what, DLs? If you've got a story that's really close to home within your inner circle and you're worried that someone from your inner circle might listen get a friend to record it yes. that's fine too yes. it doesn't have to be your voice but or the tiktok bot <laughs> my mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> i took my kids to a car wash to see how they'd react that was the latest one i used yes. <laughs> so good we love you guys have a great friday hope you're enjoying a body with this potty as always have a wonderful weekend take care bye ad break. Gotta keep the lights on. DLs, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand. I am extra excited about today's sponsor because DLs, as you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay. So on your reco, I've started using wild natural deodorant and then wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range. So Obviously, we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. <laughs> so I've been using Wild Deodorant for nine months now, and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. 
Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay. You did, but for me it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and, frankly, it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I've found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Revzy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, all wild products are vegan and cruelty free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wilder offering in Australia and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy.